Attention! The movie guys love movies. Any comments about a film in which a character refuses to die are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Ryan Reynolds' career? Ribbled! What has he ever done to anybody? Oh, that's right. Snap. Welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody, part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. And if peeing in your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. (laughs) (laughs) You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, special guests, and more. You can expect that in the next hour or so as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in beautiful Burbank, California. Not sure how you're taking in the show right now, but you can catch us on iTunes and SoundCloud. And if you'd like to see the show, it is a video podcast. So you can head over to YouTube or themovieguys.net to check that out. Search us, we come right up. Now, today we're going to look at old people shooting young people in Red 2. A snail pulls a ratatouille and does the unexpected in Turbo. And uh, later on we're going to have a chat with movie producer Pat Peach. And nice. uh, But first of all... Are the greatest law men that ever lived and died. Now, some souls hide out among the living. Damn, I don't know what else to shoot you between. I did say first of all, but actually we'll be getting to that last. <laughs> That's R.I.P.D. And, and so will audiences so this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> We're in no hurry. Don't They're in no hurry. <laughs> Eventually it will be recognized. God, mm. Jeff Bridges makes me want to see that. Inevitable piece of shit, I'm right? Gonna, exactly. <laughs> I love him. God, he's so good. Yeah, he is great. But uh, yeah, he I'm looks not sure. extra good in this. Like yeah. he's totally charactering really? it up. I don't. I think he looks. Oh, really? I think he looks like a characterization of an impersonation he used to do. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that none of us are familiar with. <laughs> like the one he just used to do around the set. Yeah, you ever see Jeff do his old man <laughs> yeah. from the West? Yeah. It's funny. You Crotchety <laughs> old West guy. Hey, what was that quote from at the top of the show about peeing in your pants? Happy you, Gilmore? No, oh. uh, Billy Madison. Oh, oh Billy that was Madison. funny. Easy to confuse. Oh, yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't recognize that at all. Me either. It just stood on its own as <laughs> being funny. Trying to go funny. deep cuts with the opening movie quote. That's good. You Don't know? go straight Jaws. Actually, go Jaws next week. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, go deep reference. Send in your request to <laughs> movieguysla at aol.com. But I'm actually right. not excited about AOL. ripped off. No. As we're, as we're calling it. Adam's calling it ripped off. Ripped off. Ripped. All right. Hey, hey off. at least it's in the title. Yeah. It's ripping off Men in Black. It knows ripped it. Ripped off. Uh, well, let's, let's, we, we're all together again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We took uh, a couple weeks yes. off. We've had some great uh, special guests in here, and we've had some mm-hmm. great locations to take the show to the Pacific Rim premiere. Yeah. So we've had all sorts of fun uh, out and about, uh, but now we're all back. I, for one, have never been on hiatus before, and I kind of liked it. <laughs> It was kind of fun. Yeah, now I know what a hiatus is all about. I you was in Chicago, you were in Alaska, and you guys were in Western New York. Western New York. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, hunting deer and antelope. And With your hands. Bear hands and a knife. <laughs> That's all they let you do. They're not allowed to shoot a bear, but you can jump off the bus and tackle it. And we still, <laughs> and we still brought you content. That's people. right. That's yes. right. The world. Yeah, if you haven't listened to last week's, that was so fun, the radio theater thing. Yeah, it was great. Lee and I did. Yeah, we went down and crashed the Pacific Rim uh, 
preview? No, premiere. Premiere. Premier. Yeah. Yes, that was what it was. Yeah. And our friend Guillermo was there. You crashed the trailer? <laughs> oh. <laughs> the preview. Ooh. Yeah. It's so funny. I've now run into Guillermo del Toro because we ran into him uh, when we went to the Pacific Rim preview. Now, let's just clarify. Literally run into him. Like, spoke to him and talked oh, to him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, no, he, just hanging out. Yeah, there before and after the movie. And then we ran into him at the premiere and asked him a couple questions, which you can go to see on movieguys.net. And it's, it's one of those things about Los Angeles that I have about a hundred friends here, but there are about 20 of them I've never seen, and I've been here for seven years. I've now seen Guillermo del Toro <laughs> more times than several friends from Chicago. <laughs> I have never run into Barney at the grocery store, but Guillermo del Toro, I just keep bumping into him everywhere. This guy's all over town. And he's the greatest. He's the greatest gift to... Oh my God, he's hilarious. He didn't miss a beat when we when we ambushed him. He, he, he picked lit up. up. Right, yeah, he, lit he was up. really... Really clever. I was a little nervous because we were shouting over some people, and I, I knew it was a smart assy question, but yeah, yeah right on. Oh, oh he zeroed in on you and was happy it was funny. Yeah. That's the impression Well, you I can got. see people who are ready to have fun and people who are ready to be pissed. He's ready to have fun. Oh, yeah. It's kind of his, his, his MO. And it know? reads in Pacific Rim. That is just a blast. Yeah, and we're right on the heels of Comic-Con, and I hope when they preview Godzilla, which they're going through down there, the inevitable reboot of that that's coming, that he's producing, hopefully he shows up because he makes those panels so interesting because yes. he's so excited about movies, and he's just a big kid, and it's hilarious. Of course, a completely foul-mouthed little kid. Fantastic. But, uh... <laughs> that's my favorite kind of little kid. Yeah. Well, besides Pacific Rim, let's play another round of... What, 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 what did you see? What did you see this week? That's so lovely. <laughs> it is lovely. It is lovely. That's I production have... value right there. <laughs> I saw a couple movies, oh. and I want to start with one that I'm sure is not going to be necessarily well-received. I saw Identity Theft. Is anyone else? It's called Identity Thief. Identity to give Thief. You, to oh, show you how little you care about it. <laughs> well, here's the with thing. Jason I'm just, Bateman. How was Jason Bateman in that Jason Bateman movie? Yeah. Yes. yes. Always now, I have a great, theory right? that your enjoyment of a movie is in direct proportion to how much you paid for it. Oh, oh okay. Because, oh, yeah, you brought this right? up. Right? Because yeah, there yeah. was a movie called The Dragon, which was the Bruce Lee life story, and I saw it for $1.50, and I was convinced it was Academy Award winning because <laughs> it was $1.50. But I saw, I saw Identity Thief, Thief. Thief on a cruise ship. The sequel will be Thieves. Oh, isn't oh. that fun seeing a movie on a cruise ship? That's fun. It was the greatest movie I've seen in a yeah. long time. <laughs> it's better than watching it on a, a But plane. in all seriousness. Stomach full... Oh, you yeah. know, waves rocking and you, you back rock. and forth. The beautiful Alaskan scenery floating mm -hmm. by, me and my suite watching. But it was actually a pretty funny movie. It was not as horrible as I had heard. I like really? her. Melissa okay. McCarthy Melissa is McCarthy. just so much fun to watch. She's, She's great, great, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Just a blast. And that, how is our beloved Master Bateman? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's all the Jason Bateman you need. Oh, he's so yeah. Jason Bateman-y. He's great. Always he's is. the best Jason Bateman there I've is. said this exactly. You want Jason Bateman in your movie. Can't do better than Jason Bateman. There he is right there. He's the best I him there is. He's the that. best one of those out He's there. hanging over behind you. Do you think Jenny McCarthy got the job in The View that she just got because her cousin is now big deal again? Maybe she's Are they related to her? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what happened because she was kind of out of it, uh, out of the public well, eye. She, no, Melissa skyrocketed right past her. Yeah, and then she no longer is with Jim Carrey, and so then she came back on Stern, and she was foul-mouthed and dirty and all perverted, and now... Her, uh, her cousin's doing these great things, and now all of a sudden she put glasses on. 
She's very intelligent. Now she's going to be on The View. Can I, tell my, uh, can I tell my Ben Falcone story? As long as you tell me who Ben <laughs> Falcone know? is. Yeah, I hope that. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> Maybe that's the story, explaining <laughs> who he is. You know no. Ben Falcone is. I don't. Me. Melissa no. McCarthy's husband, Ben oh, Falcone. Oh, right, right, okay. Right? Oh, cool. And he's, a, he's an actor, and I ran into him uh, at the grocery store on Halloween last year, Halloween day. He and I are at Vaughn's. And I turn the, and I love celebrity spotting. And I will approach and address celebrity. I will look them directly in the eye. I know that's an act of hostility usually in the wild, but well, no, I will. Well, if you're a dog, Vons, baby. for those of you listening in the Midwest, is Kroger's. Oh, yes. So we're at Kroger's. <laughs> <laughs> and Publix. for those of you in Western New York, it's Tops. Tops. Those of you listening in Florida, it's Publix. <laughs> for those of you listening in Chicago, it's Jewel. Jewel. <laughs> He was at the Piggly Wiggly, and, <laughs> and I turn the corner, and I see him coming, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to say something to Ben Falcone, but he's he's got his head down. He's not paying attention to where he's going. He looks up, and we do that little cha-cha-cha where he's in my way, and I'm in his, and we can't get out of each other's way, and he kind of looks at me, and I said, and I just stopped, and I go, look, just because you're famous doesn't mean you get to just, and he looks at me with this absolute look of just like disgust and resignation and like give me a break because I know I'm not that famous and I'm that's not what I'm trying to pull here all in like a single moment right and I just go no I'm just kidding Ben he's like oh okay thanks a lot how did you even know who he was yeah I I've you got a know weird about the air marshal in Bridesmaids yes right? he's the one yeah. at the end of the movie where Yo, they have the big funny. sex scene right? oh really yeah. that's that they're married they're yes. in real life. yeah they've that been married was... for quite a while I had no yeah. idea. he was really funny yeah he's really funny and he was really nice and we were both getting um like whatever was left for Halloween that day of gummy drops and I, a big big movie release of the week last week Lone Ranger. Oh yeah, we saw that. Or two? Or I guess that's two weeks ago now, isn't it? Uh, oh, how quickly! It I was Fourth of July. That's that weekend. But yeah. Lee and I saw that first thing on a Sunday morning. I am a huge Lone Ranger fan from childhood, and I started watching rewatching all the old Lone Ranger TV shows, which still holds up. That Clayton Moore and Jay Silverheels. I mean, they're just. They are the. Is that right? They are they the. Oh, absolutely! Up. I think they're very swiftly told stories, and it's. I mean, it's look, it's cheesy '50s stuff, but is it's it, like really well done. It's half hour episodes or hour? Half hour, which no, is the, which the is key. a whole a whole two hours, <laughs> two and a half. Oh. I, I know too uh, long. So you know, and they they robbed me of a franchise of Lone Ranger in 1981 with uh, uh, Clinton Spilsbury. Uh, the actor who is only in one movie, and that is it. Yeah. And uh, uh, I loved that movie. I watched that before I went to go see this one as well. And that where was did f- you find it? BitTorrent. Oh, okay. oh yeah. all right. Well, uh, I had to BitTorrent that, that one. Yeah, no, because it's like it's like Lone Ranger is just f- forgotten. I mean, it just in terms of pop culture, it's not run on TV. I went to I went to Best Buy. I found one copy of Lone Ranger the TV show oh. to to watch, uh, and. You know, they've Aww. robbed us once again of a Lone Ranger franchise. I just can't be, I'm so upset. Like, how dare you? How dare you again? You've robbed us of a Lone Ranger franchise. Did they just need again. to keep it simple? Yeah, they needed to keep it simple. It's the two stooges. That's what that movie is. <laughs> yeah. There's the two stooges aspect the fact that both of them are bumbling. I mean, I don't know what, just playing everything for laughs. Yeah, they're just forced gumping around the West out there. But Paul's right, too. Keep it simple. Keep it There's simple. all this convoluted storytelling. And then I, I elbowed Lee 
uh, I guess we'd be two hours into the movie at that point, an hour 45 into it. I didn't feel it. This side of my body was numb, but yeah. yeah. When when all the railroad barons sit down and go, okay, here's the plan. You're like, um, why don't you put that at the very yeah. top of the movie? <laughs> exactly. Take away the kid telling the story to oh, the kid. That, I hate that That framing stuff. device. For anybody who's, who's not going to see it. this, and that is most of you. That is there is this framing <laughs> device horrible. where this kid goes into a carnival and goes into a museum display and there's an Indian that's supposed to looks like a fake Indian and then he comes to life and it's Johnny Depp and old guy makeup and Horrible. we've got kind of like a little big man thing going on but with Goofy and not helping the plot at all. Slowing it down when they revisit that every time. They jump into a river and then it goes back to the, the museum and he goes, and then we jumped into a river. Well, you're like, why well, you saw that? Then what'd you yeah. do next, Tonto? Well, and they go uh, back. And they go like, back <laughs> it's the most worthless framing device <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen. I agree. Yeah, and Atrocious. then at about 20 minutes before it ends, you hear, dun, 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 oh, and dun, then dun, it's dun, on. And then launch into a great, great. action sequence with Pirates great Pirates of the Caribbean-esque, right? Yeah, with huge stunts, great visual effects to make it look like these two trains are careening down the track and next to each other and the characters are jumping back and forth and riding on top and it's just That's crazy very... and it's amazing and they just didn't earn it. And so that... you get only the 20 minutes out of context. That last 25 minutes is the, is the best Lone Ranger I've seen since the TV show. I feel that that was also very well directed because as someone watching the visual effects, you could follow the story, you could follow the intrigue, you could follow the action. A lot of times whenever things get too action-y, you can't exactly see what you're looking at, but they did oh, yeah. make it, it clear. It makes a good action sequence good. if that story just earned it. You know? yeah. But unfortunately, they're just uh, kind of playing a Lone Ranger story instead of being the Lone Ranger in Tano. Some good ass. exploding wood, too. Paul, <laughs> there's a lot of exploding wood. Uh, talking about exploding wood, Paul and I saw that movie in the drive-in. And I have not been to a drive Well, that's drive a great place in. to see that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you can leave whenever you want. You can just <laughs> well, get out of here. The thing that was killing me... <laughs> Turn on the me, lights and kill the screen. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> there were two things that were killing me about the drive-in. First of all, I hadn't been to a drive-in in years, and I forgot... It's the greatest. They still make them. I, they, first of all, I forgot they still make them. No, they're still left over. We oh, were in over. Western New York, and it's uh, very muggy there right now, so there are mosquitoes everywhere, and I just got bit up like crazy. I, my, I was being eaten alive during the movie. Which, every, every, all, we're all like, yeah, yes, yes my showing leg. some leg for the video <laughs> podcast viewers. I was eating here, then <laughs> stretching them out. There. But so I was we're eating Daisy Dukes too. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to do what you can to get viewers. Uh, so <laughs> eaten alive by mosquitoes, and then my husband didn't even hit on me. And the during the, I thought for sure I was gonna get lucky. Well, that's because Paul was there. I, really, I know. <laughs> I was like, honey, we went to a drive-in and you didn't even make it out with me. I'll chalk that up as a fail because it was the Lone Ranger and I, I had already seen it. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I fucked up there. He told me, he goes, I'm a movie guy. I watch the movie. Uh, Ouch. Well, I got no I got no out at that point. <laughs> you don't. I came up with something. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a movie I'm, guy. I'm so wrapped in attention the second time I saw Lone Ranger. <laughs> Oh, I was still dear. in the throes of enjoying Monsters University so much. Damn, that it was a double good. feature. All right, enough of this shit. Let's uh, talk about uh, the first film celebrating Ryan Reynolds Week. <laughs> Reynolds pulls a Steve Carell and appears in a live action and animated film in the same week. First up on his list, DreamWorks Animation's Turbo. Lee, let's talk about it. Well, there you go. I would like to talk about it. Oh, okay. Smooth cue. DreamWorks Animation draws the short straw for Animal Phylum and is forced to animate snails to bring you Turbo, the racing snail. What's next? An elephant that can fly? Now, Turbo tells the story of 
well, Turbo, a snail voiced by Ryan Reynolds, who's going to have a hit this weekend if he has to be in every single movie to do it. <laughs> Turbo lives life in the slow lane, yearning for a faster life, when one day he's sucked into a magical gas tank. Now, stay with us. <laughs> and he's given the power, the great power of speed, something humans have to take meth to get. <laughs> Infused with his newfound speed, Turbo finds himself in, where else? An underground snail racing circuit. <laughs> This is my failing as a writer. <laughs> Never giving enough weight to stupid ideas. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The underground world of Mexican snail racing. <laughs> Next to cockfights, this is the most deplorable sport in the world. Well, that and golf. Amongst his crew of racing snails is a snail voiced by Samuel L. Jackson, whose voice should be in everything. Ford commercials, narrating ice road truckers, dubbed over most of the people on How I Met Your Mother. Everything. <laughs> Now, the tagline to the trailer is Slow No Mo, spelled S-L-O-N-O-M-O, which loosely translates into Slow No More. Well, that'll teach you, kids. Reading ain't not fundamental. Well, you remember other DreamWorks animation taglines like the one for Shark Tale, Show Enough Data Fish, and How to Train Your Dragons, Dem Dragons What Done Breeded All the Fire. <laughs> The movie climaxes the way the Midwest does, at the Indy 500. Turbo winds up racing at the famous motor speedway against actual race cars. Sounds weird unless you consider the film's working title. Fuck it. <laughs> yes, it's another heartwarming tale of triumph. See, kids, you too can be the greatest. And all you have to do is work hard, believe in yourself, and of course get sucked into a magical gas tank or take whatever Barry Bonds took to give you that unfair ad advantage. USA! 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 All right, so what movie, other movie should we talk about? <laughs> no, I just want to hear Dem's Dragons One Done Breeded All the Fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Slow no mo. Slow no mo. Oh. Slow no mo. Ah, oh Ryan my Reynolds. God. We're pissed at Ryan. Why are we pissed at Ryan Reynolds? Why are we pissed at Ryan I, Reynolds? The reason we hated people like him in high school. He's good looking. He's successful. He's charming. He's probably smart. He gives to charity, I'm assuming. But he's not popular. I think that's why we're like, oh, he keeps being in. He keeps being in very high level stuff. And, and yet. No, no, he's not really knocking it out of the park at the box office. Like he's he's Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> oh. Steve Gutenberg had gigantic hits. What are you I kidding? Like he's not Steve Gutenberg. He was not Cocoon. That's true. Yeah. Oh, that's Steve Gutenberg was Police in Three Men and a Baby. Three Men and a Baby. Police Academy. But he, Police Academy. Academy. He was in movies that were successful despite. He's him late, being in them. He's late yeah. Steve Gutenberg. Uh, we had this discussion <laughs> about Ryan Reynolds before. Yeah. Or is it is it coming up? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> There's more Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. You can count on Let's more Let's not Ryan shoot Reynolds our Ryan Reynolds, pissing on Ryan Reynolds' wad. <laughs> no, you guys, did, we, did I ever no, tell I... you the time that we were in middle of those country, Ohio? And there was a, I'm trying to think of somewhere. One of those square states? We were in a square state, and we were driving across the state to go to Chicago to do uh, something or other. Anyway, it's not important. What's important is we stopped at a place to eat, and the woman would not believe us that he was not Ryan Reynolds. It was back would in be me, Paul. Paul. Yes. It was back in the day when it was a guy and a pizza and all that two shit. Two girls and a guy in a pizza bar. Yeah, okay. Two so, guys and a girl in a pizza bar. 
we were there. Paul's like, oh, here's what we're going to order. And she'd come over and she'd like giggle and she'd be like, oh, and she'd run away. And then she'd come back and be like, you're Ryan Reynolds. We're like, no. Well, that's not. when he was still slightly doughy. Uh, <laughs> then, then, he got, then he got shredded. And yeah. Look like we haven't had that problem bastard. since, doughy. strangely. I always feel a little bad, though, because, I mean, all right, the guy's lucky enough to have, you know, drawn a genetic straw and also gotten a couple breaks and stuff to be in a lot of movies and be like a mainstay and everything like that. And, and people just want to hate him. And I feel like he's kind of like a like a. I always feel bad for Dane Cook because he just catches so much shit, and you're like, ah, he's well, I'll go on just record. doing comedy. I'll go on record saying I don't as saying I don't hate Ryan Reynolds. Go he's on. just no. easy. He's easy target. I my guess is that he's very good in a room. My yeah. guess is that when they bring him in and and he can just charm his way into a movie. Yeah, and he's you know he's he's not gonna kill the thing. I loved Van Wilder. I was like, I want to see this guy in everything, and then he kept being in stuff. And each time I was like, well, that was it was cool. Like I do like it him in Amityville Horror. Yeah. No, like Blade Three. <laughs> yeah, I liked him in Blade Three. I liked him in uh, in the Wolverine or in Wolverine uh, f- at the beginning. Wolverine X Men Origins. Wolverine. <laughs> yes. I'm Not working th- on my Ryan Reynolds. Face. I noticed that over there. I'm watching you work the is? eyebrows. I'm trying to do my Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> in that picture, he looks weird. He does look weird in the changeup. He does like a smirky kind of. He's a little too perfect. <laughs> no, fuck him. All right, so this movie, right. Turbo. Oh, my God, it's making me choke to death. Sorry, I have a little bronchitis. Don't mind me. Uh, now, this movie, Turbo, follows the animated movie path, though. What they're trying to do nowadays with animated movies is just load them up with celebrities. Ooh. Uh, Dems so, what's famous. <laughs> so they do that. Um, but it's become not at all unusual to fill your animated movie with celebrity voices. I mean, this changes a longstanding trend of the character leading the way. I mean, who voiced Peter Pan? Can you tell me? Or Snow White? Uh, Sally Duncan. You don't know. Bill Cosby. <laughs> you're both wrong. Sandy Duncan. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> you're making up people because you don't know. Kathy, but today you have Kathy to know. Rigby? Today no. you Kathy have to Rigby. know who it is. <laughs> and we have a special treat here. We have a movie casting expert of sorts, oh, cool. an audiological illustration researchologist, Dr. James Van Ha. What? Hmm? Who? Pardon? Da- Dr. Van Ha. Hmm? Who? No, he's here to explain the science behind how to cast a successful animated movie. Welcome to the movie, guys, Doctor. Oh, good. Let's get to the I'm bottom sorry. of this. What, what, what was that, Paul? I said, welcome to the movie, no, guys. I'm just kidding. I, I heard you the first time. <laughs> it's a little joke we audiological illustration researchologists like to play. I see. Uh, now, there are other audiological illustration researchologists? Well, no, not really. Anyway, what exactly does an audiological illustration researchologist do? Well, Paul, thank you for asking. I work with major movie studios consulting and advising them on how to cast their animated features. Hmm. Okay, so something of a voice casting agent. <laughs> well, if we're only that simple, Paul, it's a, it's a little more than that, actually. The field of audiological illustration researchology is, is more of a science, actually. It's a... The goal is making sure that animators get the right actors for their movies, because... You know, there's a lot of money at stake when it comes to big-time Hollywood movies. Oh, indeed there is. Uh, so, so you're going to explain the science behind what it takes to make a hit animated movie. Specifically speaking, how to cast it with just the right sounding actors. Yes, that's exactly it, Paul. The key to a successful animated movie is having the right sounding cast. Well, that would certainly make sense. Yes, you need immediately recognizable actors, actors that can invoke a real image in the mind's eye of the audience. Right, right. An Hmm. actor whose tone and tenor can transcend the audience to a time and place with just the sound of their voice. Uh, Well, not so much the sound of their voice as the sound of their name, really. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't think I follow. Well, it, it really doesn't matter what an actor's voice sounds like. All you, all you really need is an actor with a name that sounds familiar. Really? 
Well, of course. I mean, who thinks Pitbull sounds like a toad? He kind of looks like a toad. But, but really, is that all it takes to make a successful animated feature? Absolutely, Paul. It's, it's really rather simple. Uh, here, let, let's just do a demonstration for a moment. I think that would help. Uh, I don't have to do any role-playing, do I? Uh, no, no. This is just a demonstration. Okay. okay. Now, I, I want everyone to close your eyes. Okay. Well, this feels like role-playing. It's not. So, now, when I say Justin Bieber, what do you hear, Paul? I hear you saying the name Justin Bieber. Precisely. A name you are familiar with and recognize. Somebody famous and popular. Hmm. Now, everyone, keep your eyes closed and listen. Starring Justin Bieber. There. Doesn't that sound like a movie you'd like to see? No, no, not at all. I would avoid that movie. I Only if I lost a bet. Okay, that was a bad example. Look, I really wasn't thinking on that one. I, that was my fault. Here, um, let's do a little, uh, like a word association, if you will. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to say... Out loud. Out quiet. Oh, wait, we haven't started yet? No, no, just, yeah, out loud. (laughs) That was a very good one. Did you get a degree in research audiologist? Uh, No, I can't even pronounce that title. (laughs) Neither can I. I just screwed it up, too. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say out loud, Uh wait for it, Mm -hmm. the names of the cast of an animated movie, and I want you to tell me what it sounds like. Hmm. What what mean you when you say what it sounds like? (laughs) But we had a copy edit at the beginning of this <laughs> Just bear with me. Okay? okay, okay, yeah. Here we go. Okay. Hi. You can keep your eyes open for this one, Carol. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay. I'm concentrating. <laughs> Billy Connolly, uh-huh. Julie Walters, yeah. Kelly McDonald, Kevin McKidd, and Sally Kinghorn. Who the hell are those people? Exactly my point. That doesn't sound like a movie you'd want to go see. Actually, that sounds like an Oscar winner to me called Brave. No, no I, I wouldn't know. I didn't consult on that film. Anyway, besides, you're missing the point. Okay, here. Hold on. Let's try again. Right. Try again. Right. Again, Do eyes open. Do I have to open. close my eyes? If, you, if, they help, if, they're, if it helps that they're closed. Okay. okay. Julia Roberts. Oh. Okay. See? Nicolas Cage, mm. Meryl Streep, oh. and Paul Giamatti. Now, oh. doesn't that sound better? Right. Uh Actually, that sounds like the cast of that crap fest called The Ant Bully. Okay, look, this is not an exact science. Look, look, I think we know where you're going with this, and I guess from a marketing standpoint, that all makes some sense. But aren't animated movies also known for their stunning visuals? Yes, Paul. Yes, they are. And that's why we also need just the right look. Mm -hmm. But that's what I mean. So how does casting the right sounding voice, sorry, the right sounding name, help with the visuals? Because we need a name... That will look good on the poster when people see it and recognize it. Do you charge studios for your services? What are you implying? Okay, I think that's enough science for one day. Thank you for coming in, Doctor. Uh, You've been absolutely no help at all in explaining anything. My pleasure, Paul. It's Dr. Van Huff. What? Who? Hmm, Pardon me? Thank you, Doctor. (laughs) All right. That was nice having him in. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he pauses that. Several guests. (laughs) All right, well, I think what the doctor's trying to say. (laughs) Sound must be on the clapper. It's uh, (laughs) My laptop is connected to the clapper. That would be so awesome. <laughs> Should I have come out? Should I have left and put a costume on? I was wondering yeah, if, I should, at home. if I should have pulled that thing with the doctor thing the that goes on your head. Yeah. <laughs> um, listen, I think what the doctor's trying to say is less of a risk for actors to be in an animated movie. I mean, no one wants to put their face in Battleship, but they'll get behind a bad script if they only have to risk their voice. Think we're all we all come together on that? It's, yeah. We just. What this. do you think the doctor thinks? <laughs> <laughs> Him think good. Hey, Bart and Lee and the doctor, I'm all fucked up. <laughs> 
No, but we've talked about this before. It's just an excuse to go to work in your pajamas. Yeah, exactly. It's easy. And there <laughs> is easy money. That is uh, the cast to um, Epic. Yeah. The the Julia Roberts, the Meryl Streep. Amazing. That, that's, or, or, or that's Aunt Bully. That's Aunt Bully. That's, that's, that's called. Yeah. Either Farrell, way. Either Amanda way. Seyfried, Beyonce, Pitbull. Josh Hutcherson is just on and on and on with the and names. And you're not going to get any of those actors dressing up like a wood nymph, like for real. That's what we're no, saying, right? No, they'll, no, no. they'll go do the cartoon, but you're not right. going to see Colin Farrell wearing a fig leaf and like yeah. you know painting his body green and you know carrying. He did go bald stuff. for that one movie. What was that? Bad bosses, terrible bosses, horrible, oh, horrible bosses. Yeah, with so the comb over. That. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Okay, but so they'll get Robert that. Redford to do a line, but then go yes. Robert Redford. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can add buy our ticket. Yeah. 1970s audience? All right. Uh, well, Doctor, get the hell out of here. We'll be back in a few uh, 20 seconds or so to preview Red 2. Say tune. It's a huge multi-release weekend, my favorite kind of weekend, and uh, the other big box office hopeful that they're going to have out there uh, in your multiplexes is Red 2. It's Bruce Willis back in another franchise sequel. Should The Rock be showing up right about now? <laughs> Karen and I saw the first Red, and we're going to talk about the second one. Here we go. In Red 2, Ryan Reynolds stars opposite Ryan Reynolds as they play twins who team up with two more Ryan Reynoldses. <laughs> no, no, no. Thankfully, this film isn't that. That is due to be released somewhere in my nightmares. We have a pretty intelligent audience, so I'm sure I don't have to tell you that Red 2 is the sequel to Red 1. But what you may not remember is that Red told the story of a couple of aging CIA agents played by Bruce Willis, John Malkovich, and Helen Marin, who are aggressively pulled out of retirement by someone seeking revenge for a long-ago CIA plot. The film was made on a modest budget and earned $200 million the way we wish most movies would on Charm. <laughs> they're calling the sequel to the worldwide... I'm sorry, they're calling this the sequel to the worldwide sleeper hit. And by worldwide sleeper hit, we mean that every other country in the world loved this movie except America. <laughs> in Red 2, Bruce Willis's Frank Moss finds himself getting that gang back together to stop those loose nukes in Russia. <laughs> Sure, Bruce Willis just did this and Die Hard with a sequel, but it would be impossible for this movie to not do it better. Joining the cast are Catherine Zeta-Jones, star of Late Night Monologue Pussy Jokes, and Anthony Hopkins as the bad guy. You know, I think John Malkovich has been making this same movie since 1986. No one has told him differently. He just shows up and they just film it. Do they still make Geritol? Yes, but not Geritol jokes. Sorry, Paul. Damn. Introducing <laughs> Byung Hung Lee. His IMDb bio says also goes by his Western name, Brian. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood, Brian. In 10 years, you'll be in the Expendable Six. <laughs> Red 2 sounds more like pills old people take on Wednesday. Red 2 on Wednesday, <laughs> blue 1 on Friday. Wait, wait, I thought you said no Geritol jokes. <laughs> Red 2, what Hollywood actors of a certain age need to be. Uh, Get it? Red 2? R-E-A-D? <laughs> I thought it was based on the popular Uno card. Red <laughs> <laughs> two. Matter of time. Uno. Uh, ever since Battleship tanked, you know they had to cancel that Uno movie. Oh my god! Was this shot on the red camera? 
That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Would it be awesome? Yeah, it'd be cool. Good for them and marketing and all. So that no Morgan crap. Freeman. He didn't come back for Red Two. Maybe uh, nobody called him. Well, the first one was the follow-up to his character from, <laughs> from Shawshank Redemption, right? <laughs> the, the spin-off solo movie. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. smart move. I mean, How does Bruce Willis feel about being in this movie? Because he's by far the youngest looking one. Yeah. Well, yeah. His... everyone else is sixties and seventies. He's still in his fifties. And yeah. his uh, woman there, I love her. Uh, of course, now I can't Catherine? think of her name. Helen. Oh, she's fifty. She's fifty. Helen Helen no, you're talking about. I thought you were talking about Mary Louise Parker. Mary Louise Parker. Oh, Mary Louise Parker. Yeah. She's young too. Well, I don't get it. Yeah, but she's not a retired CIA agent. I mean, isn't it that he's kind of? I now I didn't see the first red one. I'm I'm, I was always excited to see it. I can't believe I still haven't seen it because I read the you know I read it's fun the plot Mm -hmm. of it and everything. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, it just looks like it has a shitload of personality. Yeah, charm. It's not called Red One though. It's just red. No, No, it's just red. red. Yeah, which is which which again you would think would be a curse of a title that is just simply too simple of a title and. Uh, single name movies. I, I don't know. Sometimes those just does it have nobody to do? pays attention to those. Does it have to do with communists in Russia? <laughs> no, no. Then what's the red? Uh, it's something retired. Something. Uh, something. Uh, it's an anacronym. It's an anacronym. Yeah. Oh. It's an anacronym. As we will see when we get to that other movie, that's an anacronym. Sometimes it doesn't work for me, but for some reason here it did. Maybe it's because they didn't. They didn't off? put the dots in this one. Yeah, they just call it, calling red. it R-E-D. There yeah, were, I wouldn't like yeah. that. There yeah. were there were no dots. I like it without the dots. No dots. So that's your that's your that's, that's my, my review. Point. Now, in terms <laughs> of movie titles, how do you guys feel about umlauts? <laughs> Since uh, we're discussing the real issues uh, in movies, <laughs> you know what? I, I find them pretentious. See, and a they're fern. Too, too, they're yeah, fern. Fern. It's like that damn fern furniture over there at the old IKEA. It's almost as bad as subtitles. I will not see an umlaut movie. Yeah, screw subtitles. Mm. All right, we'll All see that this. Right? My favorite name for a dog. Yeah, I'll girl. see this. We'll see this. All right, cool. I'd rather see this <laughs> than the Ryan Reynolds movies, please. You know, that's what's funny is like this is kind of a really random week. I don't think anybody in this room is going to see Turbo. Obviously, that's to pull in the kids and mom and dad and everything. So really, for everybody in this room, the choice is between R.I.P.D. and Red. And Red's just wins hands down. I mm-hmm. would just so much rather see. It. Yeah, so and yeah. it's a it's but it's still kind of a unimpressive week for. I mean, it's an this, odd summer like, week. It's like it? July fifteenth. I seem to remember Dark Knight movies coming out. He picked like a mid-July thing for that. That's like a, he, one of the biggest movies of the year. And now we got movies that are not going to be the biggest movie of the year. No. Yeah, yeah. It's a. It doesn't feel like a summer week in a weird way. It feels like a fall week, doesn't it? That's when the yeah. first red came out. The first red came out in October, and they yeah. thought so much of it. They moved it to the summer. That's a bold move, I think. That I is a bold move. People will come up, They're but it happens to be against something. I think that it will do it well. Yeah. No old per <laughs> old. That's horrible. An adult audience is not going to choose Turbo over this. Some people might choose The Conjuring. Oh, now, that's another movie coming that's out this true. week that we're not really going to talk about too we much. S- we saw a clip of this yeah. at WonderCon. Yeah. Holy shit, this movie looks awesome. Yeah, it, it does look scary. It looks so scary. Yeah. It does look scary. Starring really Lily... Lily Taylor. Taylor. Lily Taylor. Yeah. In a haunted house. You know what? If you had said Joe Lily Lies. Tomlin, I would have still been scared because that woman <laughs> scares the shit out of me. <laughs> she is possessed. <laughs> She's From the Andy Warhol movie, right? She was crazy. She's crazy a lot lately. Just uh, saying. She's always played crazy. She's played... Wait, you're, wait! You're talking about Lily Taylor. Lily Taylor. No, I'm no, talking about Lily Tomlin. Tomlin. We're talking oh. about the. Uh... I'm talking about just fucking Lily Thomas nutty. We just saw her in a movie. <laughs> so you're talking about someone whose name sounds like the name we were just discussing. Yeah. Yes. I'm just changing okay. the subject. Lily Tomlin. I was with you, Karen. Was just thank you. I knew. She was just playing the mom in a movie. What was it? 
Here admission. I am talking about I shot admission. Andy Warhol and a yeah. green. And she's <laughs> I thought you guys were off. I thought you guys were off. I will mm. never pretend I don't know what you're talking about. I will <laughs> I will pretend right along with you. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. but she played mm-hmm. uh, Tina Fey's mom in Admission, and she's crazy. She's scary. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Lily Taylor she's was in The Haunting, one of the worst <laughs> movies ever. The remake of The Haunting with that Liam Neeson. Was she was horrible. Awesome. Yeah, but horrible. she was in Say Anything, which was... But I'm talking about the horror genre in her. I'm, I'm yeah. still, oh. still... She's got to win me over with this. But the clip we saw was great. In fact, let's play a clip. Um, I don't know how much you'll get out of it because it involves a lot of silence. But here we go. Radio magic, Paul. I didn't leave any payoff in there. (laughs) Just gonna leave you with her in the dark with a lit match, freaking out. I just want to say that uh, one scream sound like Lily Tomlin. Well, we spent a lot of time yelling at the people in this trailer and at the people in horror <laughs> films in general. They're always inquisitive and curious when they hear weird noises in their house. But finally, a trailer has come out for a film Duh. that features people acting the way we've always wanted them to act in a horror film. Uh, i tell you what, we're going to play a little bit of that trailer too. Let's, let me bring that up here for a sec. Every day, families move into haunted houses determined to overcome the odds. This is a split level with lots of space and a wonderful backyard for the kids. The only thing, some people say it's haunted. But the forces of nature didn't know who they were messing with when they haunted the Pragmatics. Hey, then let's not buy or live in this house. (laughs) The Pragmatics are looking for a house, but to find it, they'll have to battle the forces of hell. Mr. and Mrs. Pragmatic? I've lived in the neighborhood for several years, and your house is definitely the most beautiful. But I have to tell you, the previous tenants said sometimes they heard screams coming from the basement. Okay, we'll just fill it with cement and move out of the house. (laughs) The Pragmatics, the most logical family ever to move into a haunted house. You're living in the old McCryptic cabin, eh? Well, them woods is cursed, I tell you. Oh, are they? Well, then we'll just clear-cut the forest, sell the lumber, then leave and never come back. <laughs> no demon, no spirit, no force of evil can match the logic of the pragmatics. Honey, Aubrey's been acting weird since we moved here. I just found her sitting in a pool of her own urine with her head spinning like a top and speaking in tongues. Well, she's adopted. Let's return her immediately, then move and never come back. The Pragmatics. They're coming to your neighborhood, but they won't be staying very long if things get weird. Finally, our new house. Get out. Everybody in the car. (laughs) The Haunting of the Pragmatics. Moving to your neighborhood briefly this fall. I like that. That now that's a uh, well, that movie I'll go and see. I can get behind I, that one. I would like that movie. <laughs> Does the star of that movie have the same initials as another star we could talk about? <laughs> Lily Tomlin and who else could be an LT? Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> Let's talk about Lawrence Taylor <laughs> and his uh, movie career. Yeah. 
any given Sunday, and that's it. And that's it. That's, uh, well, let's uh, let's. You are a movie guy. Let's Paul. get on to <laughs> <you> pulled out <laughs> the movie that Lawrence Taylor was in. <laughs> I'm trying to bring it around for the people. The two new movie it. show. You're nailing it. Uh, wrapping up Ryan Reynolds' oh, week Ryan is R.I.P.D. Ripped. If it's not about his abs, it probably has something to do with the Rhode Island Police Department. Adam. Stop me if you've heard this one. A wizened and respectable casting choice teams up with a lovable smartass to take on aliens and or demons in a movie whose title is Letters. Yes, it's Men in Black meets Ghostbusters. Say, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. R.I.P.D. stars box office Ipecac Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> who continues his streak of being in things. Reynolds decided to forego the career of being an enjoyable cult item in order to be insufferable while making movies that would have been hits anyway underperform. In R.I.P.D., Reynolds plays Nick Walker, who's killed only to find himself still alive in the spirit world, where he's partnered with Roy Pulsifer, played by human reason to see a movie, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Here he's in prime form playing cowboy while hunting down spirits that refuse to go to hell and shoot them. <laughs> I'm sure the movie will explain. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm not entirely sure the movie will explain. <laughs> so there's a good dead and a bad dead, and then all the bad dead look like Dick Tracy villains who got eaten by evil aliens from Men in Black. Yes, and spoiler alert, okay. Ryan Reynolds dies in the beginning. Oh, if only all Ryan Reynolds movies started this way. <laughs> and Jeff Bridges reprises his role as Rooster Cogburn. Still the funniest tough guy name out there. Cogburn, <laughs> I suggest you see a doctor. Oh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, poor Ryan Reynolds. Of course, I don't mean financially or uh, in terms of the women. He's kidding. Uh, or mean... having trouble finding work. Socially, economically, politically, or physically. I don't mean poor in any of those yeah, ways. Sorry. I just mean that uh, we give Too him a bunch bad. of shit, I yeah. guess. Okay, so Ryan Reynolds. Roy Rogers. Anybody? Uh... <laughs> R.R. Oh, Sorry, it just made me think of Roy Rogers. <laughs> but as we have said before, and I recently said with Lone Rangers, how dare you rob me of Green Lantern 2? Mm. Oh. He is a good choice, though, for Green Lantern. I do enjoy him as Green Lantern. I mean, he is not the problem with Green Lantern. He is just. That's yeah. true. I, I mean, I don't know what the problem was. All signs were great going in. Martin Campbell, good director. Yeah, you not know? that type of movie, though. Yeah. Martin Campbell should be directing. Keep it on the ground. Don't go yeah, into space. keep it on the ground. Every time you say Green Lantern, I think of Green Hornet with Seth Rogen. Yeah. Thank you. That's a better movie. I agree. That's a better movie. It's hard to think smart. Now, should we talk about Green Hornet for 20 minutes? (laughs) 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 Every time he says Green Lantern, I think Green Hornet. Hornet. He's a great choice for Green Lantern. And and uh, and uh, and they made a Green Lantern movie. I can't get. I that think that's fantastic. Like. That's fantastic. You know what? If they cast the, um, you know how they always say, who would play you in the story of your life? If they cast no one has ever the movie said that of to my me. life, <laughs> then Ryan Reynolds would play my husband. Ah, I'd well, feel okay. That's with a lateral that. move. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good one. <laughs> See, ball was a compliment to you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Thank you. Thanks Karen, for trying, If you're going to talk, Karen, we might as well go to your segment here. <laughs> if you're going to go ahead and talk, then let's just... It's Karen's birthday. Yay! Hey, let's get entertainment tonight uh, up in this bitch. We start off the birthday week by wishing a happy birthday to Forrest Whitaker. Her tune's oh. 52. But can play anywhere from a scary dude I would not want to pass in an alley to a Ugandan dictator who I would not want to pass in an alley. 
No. <laughs> no. Little trivia for you. Forrest was originally cast in the role of Sawyer on Lost. <gasps> Isn't that weird? But really? opted out oh, wow. when 20th Century Fox greenlit his first film, or his uh, film First Daughter, that he was going to direct. So I'd like to say congratulations, Josh Holloway. <laughs> Smart move, Forrest. Right? <laughs> Sorry about the lack of pool and extra house. Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> I know. So sad. Poor also, Forrest Whitaker. I know. Oh. Poor him. Also, on a side note, I just want to say that Forrest Whitaker directed one of my favorite movies of all time, Hope Floats, starring Sandra Bullock. You're the one Terrible that saw that. title I, of a movie. The <laughs> worst movie. title. I've seen the movie. I still don't understand the title. What is oh. that title? Hope floats. That doesn't even make any sense in any way. Because everything, there's no hope, and then there is. See, (laughs) and you love that movie, so that title sucks. (laughs) Isn't uh, Harry Connick in that? Yes, and that's great, too. Oh, back when he was in movie. (sighs) Copycat. Wasn't Harry Morgan the guy who played (laughs) Colonel (laughs) Connor? Let's continue. Next up is Will Ferrell, who's going to turn 46, but can play anywhere from the former president, George Bush, to Brennan Hoff, an unemployed, middle-aged, spoiled man in the movie Step Brothers, which leaves this movie guy wondering when Mr. Ferrell will show he has some range. hey Zing. See what I did there? Zing. No? No one saw that? <laughs> saw I what I did? Do it again. Read it again. I said he played George Bush. Oh, fuck it. Go on. And then he played an unemployed, middle-aged, spoiled man. Oh. Uh. Uh. Oh, that's so good. Sorry. Okay. Did I mention Hope Floats? Okay. People doing the show aren't listening. Happy to show. birthday. Jesus Christ. Everybody come take a look how good. Uh, happy birthday. To, let me just put my leg up here so you can see that. Happy People birthday to Donald show. Sutherland. Oh, who turned Donald 77. But he can play anywhere from a uh, neighborhood bully to a capable CTU agent known for saving civilian lives and government administration at great personal expense. He collects guitars, and the majority of which are Gibson Les Pauls, and he once wore a dress on an appearance on Letterman because he lost a bet. He is well known for playing a super sexy vampire. Okay, wait a second. I no. think you're talking about Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Donard Sutherland. He's a vampire. Kiefer Sutherland played a vampire in... Uh, Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Have you seen Donald Sutherland? Are you trying to tell me he does not look like he's a vampire? Okay. And finally. The original Hawkeye as well. Oh. Did he from make, MASH. From, did he made a still and all that? I loved that. I used to think that was neat. I, I thought it sort of looked like that game where you catch the mouse. You know why it stayed on the air for as mouse many trap? years as it did? Because people thought it was neat. Okay, and finally, <laughs> happy birthday to Vin Diesel, who turns 45 but can play anywhere from all ethnicities too black. <laughs> Are you ready, guys? Are you ready, Lee, for a little learning? Oh. All right. Here's a little background drop for you. Drop some knowledge on me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop some knowledge. I'm going to tell you Vin why. Vin is short for. Is, here we go. He, why he has the name Vin Diesel. Oh. He got that name while he was working as a bouncer at a New York City nightclub called The Tunnel, which sounds very gay to me. Uh. That's just my own interpretation of that. Well, you have to go to The Tunnel <laughs> to get to the manhole, which is right next door. <laughs> just saying. So anyway, he was working at this gay club, and the name Vin <laughs> is a shortened version of his real name, Vincent. Isn't that nice? And then he received the nickname Diesel from his friends who said he... Diesel's the bullshit part. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He ran off of diesel fuel because they were referring to his nonstop energy. So yeah, that because his last name's Goldblatt or something. Exactly, right? it's like I, it's Smith or something. So Camelman. that makes me wonder Camelman. if you guys can remember some of these other Vin Diesel names that we were touring with. Oh, before, yes, before he yes. chose Vin Diesel. Before he chose oh, Vin well. Diesel, 
Oh, he was also known Vin Chutney. No, no, we had uh, as Mike Petroleum. No, it was Kip Kerosene. Oh, oh, Kip Kerosene. Zap Propane. Uh, yeah. He didn't go with that one. <laughs> he didn't go with that. Oddly enough, Thelonious Natural Gas. Thelonious <laughs> <laughs> Natural Gas. And Lee's favorite, Todd Unleaded. <laughs> All right, happy birthday, everybody! Hey, yeah. Todd. Todd Unleaded. Yes, that was. All right, enough of this weekend's movies and Karen's uh, nonsense. Uh, let's talk to our special guest, Pat Peach. Hope floats. All right, uh, joining Karen and I for the interview with Pat Peach with his frequent friend of the movie guy, Stoney Westmoreland. He'll be here in just a few minutes. Uh, so uh, stick with us. We'll be back right after this. And we are back with the movie Showcast. Oh, we are not the dance cast, I can tell you that. And we are back with this week's guest. Now, back in 2001, people had the privilege of seeing Pat Peach on screen. Uh, He was the producer of Stolen Summer, the film that came out the first season of HBO's Project Greenlight. It's the big movie they made on that show. And you can see Pat on that TV show doing his thing behind the scenes in the making of a movie. Since then, Pat has been doing a lot more of that, but the documentary cameras haven't been capturing him quite as fervently as he did during Project Greenlight. So we're changing that today, bringing Pat back in front of the camera. Pat Peach, producer and Hollywood mover and shaker. Please welcome Pat Peach, everybody. Pat Peach. Pat Peach, everybody. All right, here we go. Assistant Justice. Woo. All right, that's better. All right. right. Okay. I don't think I can actually do this. (laughs) You can't get down? Yeah, right. I I couldn't actually talk if I go that low. Oh. See? It's all right. You're to the side of him. It looks good. Lower, lower. I think that uh, you brought up a very good point during the beginning is that Pat Peach needs to be on screen more because I worked on that show and I enjoyed his antics. Not the ones in this show, the ones that I got to see that were off stage. You had antics. antics. The man can bring it. The antics. A pocket full of antics. I got got a pack full, my friend. For sure, for sure. (laughs) I can't stay down here. I got to lift the curtain. Okay. There you go. Get the curtain. You need to breathe. I had to bring the chair back up. Uh, so Pat, tell us, uh, is it true what they say? Uh-oh. The the oh, who are they? Uh-oh. Credit line producer. Yeah. Gets you laid? Oh, gets you laid. I thought that, <laughs> I thought you said gets elated, and I thought yeah, they get elated. <laughs> <laughs> they get elated when they get laid, is what they do. Uh, I I no no, <laughs> no probably not. it's it doesn't work. It's not the same as I'm a producer. You say I'm a line producer. Well, you can't follow. Like, let's have sex after that, because they're going, what's a line? They, they, the line throws them off. If I say producer or executive producer, it's over. Uh, what do you mean it's what over? What do you mean it's locked in? That's oh, what I'm it's, just saying. It's, 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 done. it's a done deal. <laughs> it's on, people. Yeah. Uh, and i just like to say straight to the camera, I'm Stony Westmore, and I'm a producer. <laughs> <laughs> it's on right now. Girls are all over Facebook. All over. Just, <clears throat> Yeah. Thinking about you touching themselves. What? On no, that note, no. we yes. provide we, we provide a lot of comedy on the show, but every once in a while we do provide a service, like we say, right? We do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, good. Uh, so, what exactly is a line producer? Because you know, when I was a kid, I used to follow the credits of a movie, mm-hmm. and I I, ch- I picked one to follow. I didn't know what the hell anything meant. I just I'm going to start following the re-recording mixer. Turns out you can win an Oscar for the re-recording mixer. Yeah. So it turned out to be a big credit. Who knew at the time? What is the line producer? Who knew at the time? Major recording mixers. <laughs> they knew. Yeah, they yeah, knew. They yeah, they knew. <laughs> I was we eight. Didn't know. I didn't know. And there was no Google, so we couldn't figure it <laughs> no. out. Yeah. So, 
What does the line producer do? Line producer is the guy who is financially responsible for everything that happens in the movie. So in the beginning, he tells you how much it's going to cost and everything about that, where it's going to be shot, how long it can, how many days you can shoot. Uh, Is the budget uh, contingent upon what that pre number is too? So if you pre see what everything's going to be or what it's going to be, you know, what's you mean, the cost and stuff? You mean you estimate yeah, yeah, like yeah. a script? Yeah, but sometimes they'll tell you, I don't want it to be any more than this. But most of the time, the, the bigger studios just say, tell us what it costs. So mm-hmm. you figure it out based on the script. <clears throat> but that's what a, a line producer hires, fires, is in charge of every department. And it sounds like everything the producer. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, there's different types of producers. There's creative producers. There's producers who bring financing, producers who know the director and star or one or the other, and they get a credit for that and probably don't have any involvement in the film. Uh, there's producers who happen to be the writer or director, and they're not really producing because they're too busy doing their job mm-hmm. so, as a director or whatever, but... They sometimes get credit as like a creative produce, uh, producer, and those those producers don't care about the money. They care about who the actor, the director, the actors, the composer is, what it looks like, how the, how it's playing. They divorce themselves from the financial aspects of the film. That's a creative producer. I who think that's a great idea because I wouldn't want to. Because they don't give a shit, shit about it. About but that. unfortunately, it's like a reality that someone has to take care of. And uh, on that note, it must also be something that's very very in the moment because the cost of things in 2000 are very different from the cost of things today. So I would think your job, you always have to be right on the cutting edge. The price of fuel, the price of all those different things sure. must change so frequently. They do. That's right. So well, you have on, to be smart. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I would have thought in in our interactions together when you're producing <laughs> something, we did, a, we did a movie together back in, God, it feels like 2003. Killed my career. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, wait, 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 wait. You have to have one to kill well, it. I'm just saying, my, my burgeoning career was, was killed in the womb. made you so cheap to get was you on the show. Right? Was, was thwarted. thwarted. <laughs> but I would, yes. have thought, I would have thought that you, not knowing these things, these different kinds of producing, I would have thought that you were also a creative producer because you you comport yourself with a lot. You're a creative guy. You're not just a numbers guy. You're not an accountant. So Yes. But that probably what, makes him question? more valuable, too, though. I would have thought that you were, I would have said you were a creative producer. Well, that's true. Paul just asked me what a line producer does. I did, I'm just answering the question. Ah, so, so good, so good. So not exactly good. So, what he does. Right, so I, so you have line produced things. Yeah, I, I want to say, I, how many of these I producer have, cr- titles have you held? I have no idea, but I've, <laughs> I've, I've, a lot. But I've, had, I've been an executive producer, producer, co-producer, uh, production su- produ- a supervising producer, you know. Um, Which do you prefer? That's what I was going to ask Well, you. every producer who produces wants to be the producer only because it's perceived that they are the main man. Mm-hmm. But honestly, um, the first guy that the studio puts on, if, if there's no producer, they put a line producer on first. You would have to. They don't hire a producer budget. and say, you figure this out, because mm-hmm. that's like after the studio's decided how much they want to spend on it, what it's worth, what they can do with the marketing side and all that. So uh, he's a very valuable part of every single movie. And most of the movies that I've produced have very few creative producers ultimately on it. Who And if they are, they're almost never there. It's, the deals are not, it's not their number one movie and they are guys who'd get a fee and that fee yeah. is almost to not work. 
for right. a lot of them. Right, right, right. Really? Not naming them, but that's just the way it has worked on many movies. I've Why done. don't you name some of them? <laughs> just, <fine. laughs> just saying. Comedy show. I, so no? Because right. I just like to work a little bit. All right, fine. Stoney did that. Killed his career. <laughs> killed, killed my career. <laughs> killed my career. My burgeoning, <laughs> burgeoning career. Uh, let, me, let me just piggyback that for a second. So it seems to me that uh, that if you were the producer-producer, uh, like the on the one we did on the movie we did we together, did a movie Outing we Rural. did a movie called Outing Riley uh, together in Chicago had a great time by yeah. the way yeah yeah uh, Nathan really Fillion in Nathan Fillion yeah. was in that it was directed by Pete Jones who I, I think know, maybe right? Michael McDonald was in it Jeff mm-hmm. Jeff Michael Garland was great just, Jeff Garland Chicago just, dudes I don't I don't care I wow. decided that I don't care and I'm going to say don't care about what. Just, I don't care. I don't like Michael McDonald. So oh, I, just oh say that. I thought he was funny. No, I'm I just saying, I'm just excited. Like We're going to play a little game, game later called okay, Who Stoney Doesn't Like. No, no, we ha- I'm the nicest <laughs> fucking guy in the world. He'll tell you. Uh, He'll leave I'm the nicest <laughs> fucking guy. That's right. Don't you forget it. <laughs> we had a day, Peach, we had a day on that set where we, oh, we had a crew. Lord. We were having a great time. Affilion was great, and, and Pete Jones was the director and also in it, and he was great. And we had this whole vibe. We were having a great time. It was fantastic. And then Michael McDonald came. Oh, Lord. And now let's admit you say this is not the guy who sang with the Doobie Brothers. No, no, no. No, okay. no that guy. <laughs> he I was like. the guy that was just in the A lot of people like him. Yeah, yeah. He played. <laughs> Jesus is just all right. <laughs> you don't know me, but I'm <laughs> Second greatest impersonation outside of walking, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have to have a walking off later. <laughs> walking right. off. Oh, walking off. <laughs> I walked off before I came in here. That's no one walks off this show. <laughs> <laughs> walk off, walk on, right? Uh, Stop anyway, walking anyway, off. We had, a, we had a great day on that set. Uh, and then he came in and kind of ruined it. But I just you. So I. So you were a, the producer. Yeah. So why didn't pro- you fire him? That's the question. No, you no, no. Yeah. What the fuck? No, 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 no. But why on that, on, that in that project, you weren't the line producer. You were the one guy. You were that way because you were in all those creative yeah. conversations yeah. as well. So Pete in, and I developed the script together. Right. So in that movie, he could get laid. I I'm not going to say, but That's I was in I'm Chicago. Saying. That's all I'm saying. I can't. I'm starting to learn how this works. It's not important. Just do this because yeah. we were in Chicago. We just say this if I may. Room number two. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's, let's uh, do a little something with Pat called Uh-oh. Explain Your IMDb. Oh, oh good, because oh. I don't understand it. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Right. Have you read your IMDb? Because I have. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did you print it out? Uh, so you know, I, w- I want to tell you the interesting yeah. thing about IMDb. It, it's a modern website, right? And I've, I've, my, I first started working in this in the late 70s, so... It, there is, and I did every single job you can do on a on a movie, and I didn't always get credit for it. So if I work a week as a fluffer, of course, <laughs> because why wouldn't you? You do every job. I on the said movie. I was doing them all. It I was in the seventies. Don't see that <laughs> going uncredited, <laughs> uncredited fluffer. Pet but they, they don't mm-hmm. credit many, but they have credited one electrician. Which, uh, job I did, which is on I think Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent awesome. Adventure, and it, the irony of it is, is I'd already produced my first film then, but I would do all these jobs to get these these uh, credits. But I must have done like two hundred of these jobs because I lived in this big house with all these other guys in the business. We were all friends. Went some of us went to high school and college together, and we all lived in this big house. And someone would get a job, and they get the rest of us on the movie. And cool. And I would say I could do anything just to do it. So I. Believe me, makeup. I was there. <laughs> I was a wardrobe. Sure, done it. You know, and I would do it. And that, so I had all these credits, and only Bill and Ted's made it into the other credits aside from producing. Yeah. Oh, all right. So when you go and you look at the IMDb, just assume that he's done it all, including Fluffer. Um, he, well, he just didn't. He didn't deny it. That's he all. Did all I'm saying. He did not he deny. Didn't deny it. Explain this credit mm-hmm. from the '80s. 
producer on Naked Campus. Ooh, that oh, that's good. That's actually a, the, a great story because that's my very first film. Oh. And it was not called Naked Campus. Oh. It was originally called Chasing Rainbows. And it's about this group of three friends who graduate from college and grow apart. And as they're maturing and going off their lives, they have these this big breakup as friends. And they all get gay. One becomes an no. alcoholic. One's a... And, you know that would have rainbow. That would have been rainbow. good because that would have been positive out of it. But oh. At least someone would have gone somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> These guys went nowhere. Oh. <laughs> but at, 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 anyway, uh, it was an odd little movie because it was this kid with a trust fund. Wait, wait, wait! Did they change the title? This was before Rainbow's been. This kid, I know Rainbow. This kid has nice. sixty grand. That uh, he was from Chicago, mm -hmm. and and he actually came to our set of the movie that we were we worked on together, and uh, he decided to make this movie and. I said, a friend of mine was shooting it and said, would you like to be in it? Uh, no, he said, would you like to work on it? I need, you got to production manage it. And I said, and I hadn't actually production managed shit. I was coordinating on some big movie. But we've learned that roar. you say yes to everything. Yes. So yeah. I, well, it wasn't a question of not thinking I couldn't do it. I, I knew I could do it. I just was thinking about what could I get out of it, uh, <laughs> working on this movie that's supposed to be deferred. Oh. No one got paid. So I wanted more than just to do that. And so I said, well, can I have a part? Because back then I thought I was going to be an actor. Of course. Genius. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I like how you think. I thought I was going to be an actor. That's why I came to California. Mm -hmm. So uh, he he calls me back. My friend calls me back and says, okay, he says that you got a part. Great. I said, oh, okay, well, then I'll do it. And it turned out that I wasn't just production managing. I did ev everything you could imagine. And I was only 23, and I just said, you know, I said to him after about halfway, and I'm spending all the money. I'm getting all the money in my checking account, and I'm buying everything and doing everything. And I just looked at him, and I said, you know, I'm actually producing this movie. I'm not production managing it. I said, if I was production managing it, I probably wouldn't have, you know, all the stress I have. I'd feel a lot mm -hmm. better. Pockets full I'd of money. I'd go home at night. Mm -hmm. and I said, instead, my house is the production office, the studio, and, and I'm, you know, I, I'm the producer. And so he said, I, I don't care. Oh, good. <laughs> he didn't care. He was writing so, and directing. And, there you go. He and, gave you the credit. Yeah. Good. Yeah, so, yeah, that was, it was my very first film. Then we what, reshot what it What guy twice. comes in calls it Naked Campus? Ah, it's good. <laughs> yeah. We, that we, we found this other guy, Ed, and I don't remember his last name, and Ed was going to be our uh, producer's rep, and so he gets us to change it. He wants us to do a big reshoot and change the movie and call it... Um, Transitions is the name we come up with. It still sounds gay. Yeah, yeah. Still sort of yeah. Gay. I, I'm not saying it isn't. It okay. didn't have that feeling to it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> listen, not at the time anyway. We felt experimental. Just naked. We were in college. Anything, anything to talk it up so someone might actually see it. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, and it, we went and shot a, a nude scene in the uh, three girls in the in, at. Uh, getting massages Keep at talking. the YMCA. Keep talking. At, at, at Stoney's interest. At the at the YMCA, and then and then their towels get removed and scream <gasps> screams and in right. mayhem ensues. And then we did a, a limo scene with this girl bursting out of her dress, get, getting out of a limo. Did you say dressed? Did you mean breasts bursting out of a dress? dress and I'm sorry. I, at the same time. No, I combine the words dressed <laughs> and undressed. I love always them. because I consider them the same state. <laughs> <laughs> just one, just one state step removed. From his, from his Whenever day. I look at a female, I see both states simultaneously. Okay. I appreciate so, that. Anyway, I... I'm a producer. And I'm really sorry. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, so that's what that movie's about. And it, it I don't know if... Uh, the, the last... What happened was is then we 
that guy failed to get us a deal. So then I finally got us a deal with this company, Peacock Films. And it was an Indian. Sounds like a porno. Indian, Indian porno. dude. Stop it. Indian dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're eating. I think he was an Indian Wait, dude. Indian or Indian? Dot. Okay. Oh, I mean, I'm not. I think he was. What? A, I'm just getting information. And now I'm realizing he's not Indian. All, all. Are, all the people See? listening in New Delhi. His well, name, not even. His name was Mo, um, Moshe. And there was. He a, sounds Jewish. Yeah, sounds Israeli to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there was. Uh, there, when I went in, they were cooking this rice that was like caramelized on the bottom and they, that was the dish actually and he made me eat it and signed the contract and we never got any money out of him. He changed the name to Naked Campus. He put a naked girl with our guys on the beach at, uh, on, on the uh, cover. He's trying. Can oh my we God, see, can, he is there any way we can see this movie? Yeah, I need to see all that. Let me that. just tell you, Wooden Arm Peaches in it. I do this one thing where where my arm goes like this. Someone bats something out of my arm, and I cannot move my arm for some reason. I go, he knocks it out of my arm, and I'm so shocked. I go, you're a little stiff on camera. Oh, I love it. It was was so bad. It was so bad. Now I want to see that. A little little stiff. Did this happen a lot to where the name was coined, Wooden Arm Peach? (laughs) (laughs) You show up in every movie like Hitchcock. You've seen seen him when he's got pocket aces. He's a little wooden arm. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. We have here... uh, Visual effects production manager, uncredited, on Elizabethtown. Now, I saw Elizabethtown. Oh, I like that movie. This is a Cameron Crowe drama comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Visual effects? Yeah, for about six... I, I produced these three movies with this guy, Bill Mesa, who has this company called Flash Filmworks. Yeah, are those the, hold on. Are those the guys that are in, in New Mexico? No. Good. Uh, is it like Flash or Flash? No, this is well past the Naked Campus to... era of his. Uh, no, I. All right, fine. There was. What was the first flash again? Flash. Oh, yeah, okay. First of all, I'm the whole undressed and dress thing works with the. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah but you've not... just flashed him as far as he's concerned. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. Fine. I'm, I'm a producer. <laughs> so, so uh, he, I produced three movies that he directed. He's a visual effects guy. He's an innovator and really great, talented guy. And he directed these movies and. He was doing this movie in 2006 called The Guardian with Kevin Costner, and he was the visual effects supervisor on that. And the studio said, you cannot run your company. And he had this pretty happening company. And he was doing Elizabethtown and something like a basketball movie like We Are Marshall or something like that. Was it Glory Hole? Yeah. Glory Road. Glory Road. (laughs) Sorry. I tell you, he is actually a porn producer. He's just slowly telling that, everyone. That in itself is worth everything. <laughs> is it glory hole? Is it black dick? <laughs> Do you know that Long joke? day's journey into Chuck. <laughs> uh, we are doing this in a garage in the valley, so you should feel right at home. I know. You're like, we're not shooting that <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was uh, what's that called? Glory Road. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Glory Road. I like that actor. Who's the Is that Josh actor? Lucas? Yes. Yeah. I like that guy. So it was Glory Road, Elizabethtown, and then The Ghost Whisperer. I've got credits on all those during the same time because he was doing those movies while he was the, that show in those movies while we were doing The Guardians visual effects, and so they said the studio said you can't run your company. You, uh, you, your visual effects supervisor on the movie. So you need to divorce yourself from the business of your company and come be on set and be the supervisor because that was like a eighty percent visual effects movie with all the water. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, Josh, Josh, who's that kid in that? Ashton Kutcher. Oh yeah. yeah. And so he's, he's a bit dreamy. A little dreamy. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So anyway, so 
Bill was the uh, he. I was the only person he trusted to run his company. So I said, "You come in and run it." So I got all those visual effects credits with very little involvement with those shows. I mean, I I, I did work on the Ghostbusters. I mean, <laughs> I would lose my mind if you had worked on the Ghostbusters. Oh my god! That's why I said it because you flashed uh, Ghostbusters seven times. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> Just saying. But but anyway, so yeah, so that's what that was, and so I ran his company for six months, and and I was heavily involved in all the stuff on the Guardian, but not on, not as much on those shows. Wow. With with like thirty films on your IMDb, is there one you worked on that you're disappointed, may not have found a huge audience? Yeah, Howdy uh, Riley, out of without question. Oh. Yeah. Without question. That's your movie. That is my movie. That's cute. I like it's to think a it was very my movie. good movie. The one with you and Michael McDonald. <laughs> Yeah. And the Doobie Brothers, the one you were in the Doobie you Brothers. You don't know me, but I'm your brother. <laughs> uh, so, Pat Peach, wait, here's just something. My brother, Bob Volpe, he's in uh, Western New York. Did he just text you a question? He has a question he for did. Pat Peach. He did it earlier today. <laughs> oh, I see. I, he just texted me. He just, just texted now. earlier today. No, 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 we're getting a phone call. Wait, hold on, wait the fucking minute we were talking about my movie for a second. <laughs> yeah, we're and we went straight through my movie to your fucking brother <laughs> yeah. in somewhere in upstate <laughs> New York? <laughs> hold on, yeah, hold on. We were going to have a moment about outing Riley. All right, go that down for a second. Hello, Pat Peach. <laughs> Anything to promote? <laughs> Hello, Stan. Okay, Hello. Outing Riley, available on DVD. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, it was Pete Jones' sophomore film. Oh, I saw that mm-hmm. film. Yeah. Pete Jones won the, won the Project Greenlight, and then it was this was the second movie. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it was funny. And it was totally, he totally wrote, wrote it to be different for a really unique type of film, which it is. It's like I actually never have not seen that type of story told that way before. Right. Or it's, a, it's coming. It's a coming out story. Is that more like opinion. him than Stolen Summer? Stolen Summer is kind of a, a well, personal movie sort of about him, but Outing Riley is more like No, Pete, no, no. Pete it? is a total lunatic funny guy. Yeah. He's just nonstop funny. But he also, what I'll say this about him as well, he also has a, his writing has a heart. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and this third film that they did, I guess the third film would be... Uh, 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 hall pass. Hall pass. Calling card. I don't know where the hell. I'm... <laughs> Calling card. Okay. Hall pass. But if you see Hall pass and you can see the fairly Hall working... pass was a remake of the 1890s movie. <laughs> Calling card. Calling card. <laughs> exactly. Mrs. Astor was the lead in that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, but if you look at that film, I think you can. See, it was written with the Fairley brothers. If you look at that film, you can see the Fairleys what they put into it and then you see suddenly there's this really touching moment in that film right. about the baby against yeah. the heart. that's all Pete that's all Pete and so you see it and you go oh I get it that's that's where his because he he's able to cut straight to yeah, there he's very Judd Apatow type guy except Pete really does sincere better than than Judd Apatow yeah I think so too He's but anyway so yeah that was the second movie and it was great and Pete the funny thing about it it stars it's about a guy coming out to his family and and they're finally a gay movie, people. And they and they, but the problem <laughs> is, is that he's doing it at thirty after his father dies mm-hmm. because he didn't want to be responsible for causing his. He didn't death. want to kill his father. They're mm-hmm. Irish Catholics, mm-hmm. and nobody knows he's his three brothers don't know he's gay, but his sister does, and she's egging him on. He he find, he has a, a a beard, a, a, a lesbian girlfriend to pretend that he's straight. So they're both doing the same thing, and he's going to shed her and tell him he's gay and. The problem is, is these guys see him as baseball, Cubs, lunatic, straight, very straight kind of guy. He's been in the closet and played it so well, they refuse to believe it. It's awesome. It's very funny because uh, they they all have their own versions of it. They don't want to believe it, and they get pissed. They're really pissed about the concept of it. And uh, one of them is a priest. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and the movie has fun with the yeah. whole thing. To right. Right. Pete talks to the camera a lot. Yeah, yeah. His, yeah. Car- his character. Yeah. That's and, the that's the whole style aspect. Yeah. I mean, he's he's talking about making a movie of his about his story. So he's talking to the camera as though he's. Making, making that movie. Making movie, and we have the camera car come up, and some ninjas. He goes, that's my "Oh yeah, we that's right." Ninjas. We need a we what we need something in this to create a. a to, this just can't be talk, me talking about my gay self. Ninjas. And then, who does Stony play? <laughs> I, I, play, I wasn't. I was happy with the ninjas. Tell I just, us about your part. No, what's Stoney. what's your question? Do your brother have in upstate no. fucking New no, York? Right. Just, anyway, that movie that movie has a lot of heart. It's really a unique film. It's very funny, and it deserved an audience. Yeah. Right. And hopefully, I, it's I thought so fun. too. Yeah. You know, it, it is. It is on. Audience. It is on Logo often. Yeah. And it is. And you can get it on Netflix, Netflix. in your in the gay section. Oh, so that's cool. Think, well, like they, they've embraced the movie that was made by entirely by a married guy yeah. in Chicago. Absolutely. But you know, we, oh, we won festivals too. I mean, the thing is, is that it's the gays liked it because, but they were they were pissed because they knew he wasn't gay, and a lot of them didn't feel it was their type of story. Although Pete was told all day long that that was their story. But the thing that we that I found irritating about it is the like a, like the movie Dave, not Dave, um, uh, In and Out with Kevin Klein. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He, at the end of the movie, he's clearly gay, mm-hmm. and and they didn't label that a gay film. It was released at, as just a movie. Right. And what happened with us in distribution on the distribution side is distributors didn't know how to market it and refused to accept it as a non as just a movie as a funny film mm-hmm. so we got locked into a gay distributor before it was all said and done and it was hard it was a tough sell so a porn distributor would have been better just saying what maybe, maybe. you're maybe. a little obsessed with the I'm porn I'm just saying we were yeah, talking about porn on? earlier nothing no, I'm just saying. you have something you'd like to talk about why Why do you reserve that for an hour on the what? air here okay. <laughs> <laughs> look we gotta pack up okay we're out of here yeah, <laughs> so much for the show cast while she's uh, in the porn <laughs> yeah. alright let me tell you my goofy thing so my brother we went to visit him and he lives in a very small town and uh, they don't have like uh, he doesn't Movies? even have cable where he's from, they have like a shitty little movie theater and a Roco box. They, I don't even think they have What's Red box. box. What is that thing called? You'd need internet. You, oh. You'd need internet. <laughs> uh, they don't even have I internet. Just, I just learned this from. Oh, I'm sorry, Karen. No, go ahead. Roco <coughs> box is a way to get movies and shit. That's like an Apple TV if you take away the Apple. It's another company you, that made a way TV? to. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's legal. It's legal. I thought it was. No, 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 no. It's it's it sounds, gets it you. Sounds like Chinese mafia. It gets you that. Hulu, Roco, Netflix. Roco. It gets you PBS and NBC. <laughs> you have to deal with Rocco. Oh, Rocco. You do not want to see Rocco. Uh, so anyway, so the point is, I go there to visit my brother. He lives out in the sticks. It's like camping. I open up this drawer and it's just full of movies. What? We're nowhere to join you. You tell your story. We have we we like you. Go keep going. So far there's none of porn in this test. Yeah, this, I, I brought a porn earlier. It just didn't work. All right. If I yeah, yeah, that, would, that, would, that would not All hurt. Right. Please stop yeah. doing that. Yeah. I can't so handle it. So I open up this drawer and it's just full of these little sleeves of movies that they sell at a place called the Dollar General. Are you, wait, wait, wait. For are a they dollar paying? Are ninety-five. They, yeah, are they paying for this? Is this a commercial? Shout out for no, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, here is our. Here's this our... is the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, go. go. All right. I did not know that Pat Peach was going to be here. I go cruising into my hometown. Anyway, I pull this drawer open. My brother's telling me, "Oh yeah, I go to the Dollar General. I buy these movies for two bucks, and then I just have a billion movies." He could not stop talking about the perfect age of rock and roll. Oh, he great went film. on and on and on about it, because he's a drummer. And he's in all these metal bands and stuff. Good for him. That's and great. And he loved it. Now, 
I did not know you had anything to do with it. So today we were looking at IMDb, and I'm like, holy shit balls! this movie keeps coming back to me, and I have not seen it. I have to see it now. That's a good he little movie. loved that movie, and this is just saying my brother, who is in a little shitty town, loved your movie, and he saw it at, for $1.95. Hold on, before you say something, can I just say what? 35 years in the music business, and you're <laughs> able to do something with this film. What is this? I don't know this film. See? <laughs> You're so stupid. Perfect Age of Rock, rock and Roll is a it. great little film. Um, it, 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 you know, like it, all independent films has a, has its flaws, but this this fl- movie is really cool. The Kevin Eggers, you know him from Air Bud. Oh, yeah, I no, love no, Air Kevin Zeggers. That's uh, Kevin Zeggers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the guy? Yeah, yeah. From Air Bud? He's he he, become quite a stud. The little kid he, with the dog. Yeah. He's oh. the he plays one of the characters in this, and right. the other is uh, who just. Ben, I can't click ben on Patton, the paper. Ben Patton, ben, Dick of, Van Patten no, and Kevin Zegers. I've got the wrong guy. It's 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 not <laughs> He's Van playing Patton. Poker, the other Van. <laughs> Patton. No, you know, <laughs> it, 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 young guy who's on par- on uh, uh, on the uh, the Parenthood TV series. I like that show. It's not John Ritter's. Not yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, oh, Ritter. Josh, Josh Ritter. So Josh Ritter. Jason. Thank you. That's why Jason Ritter. Jason Ritter. Jason. Josh Ritter's a different star, but Jason and. And Kevin Zegers and Peter Fonda and oh, he loved Peter Fonda. There's two other somewhat known women. Sorry, someone call it. Someone? Yes. Do we need to answer? Phones this? off. No. Come on. We'll only take a phone call if, if it's Bob. It's Bob. He's all excited. Yeah. So anyway, so anyway yeah. anyway and the story is about these two guys who grew up together and they're rockers. Mm-hmm. They have a band. Jason Ritter writes all the music and everything, and. Uh, Kevin is his partner, but he's the front man. He gets all the credit, but they're a team. Mm-hmm. And Kevin wants to go west and, and splits up. They, f- they split up. And he takes all their songs and makes them yep. hits. And Jason didn't get any credit and money for it. So then Kevin's in need of a new album. He's under pressure to get another album. He goes back to Jason, and it's like, can they get back together? And and then it turns yeah. out that... Where did you shoot this? Uh, it was shot in New York and in L.A. I did the L.A. portion. And Peter Fonda, right? Yeah. He was... Mm-hmm. He was Yeah. He, was he cool? Yeah, he was cool. I thought they could have done more with him. I think oh. he, he he should have been in the movie more mm-hmm. and had a bigger role. He didn't. It was more of the two guys. And the two women. I just don't remember their names, but they were also somewhat n- names. And it was a... It was a good little movie. The 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 writer director, you know, is just, he'd raised the money himself, and it was it, it the story the the idea is really cool. It was a good movie. Your movie m- managed to find an audience, which is exactly the right audience for it. I'm telling you, my brother has been through thick and thin when it comes to music and people leaving and taking ideas and trying to make a go of it in these little towns but of course he you know once if you don't leave you're never going to make it big yeah. that's the hard and he thing. was all excited he was like it was right there next to almost famous and spinal and, tap and spinal tap <laughs> I, I, hold on I it must wanna... have been like the music section of the dollar general <laughs> oh i just want to go back the dollar general but the movies are two bucks i know dollar general dollar 97 hello well listen we, we need to stick to our <laughs> listen i listen to shit <laughs> we need to stick to our plan this is how yes. we plan i guess sponsors we'd like to say that if you're looking to uh run a child through the illegal underground child trading ring go to dollar, dollar general, general. <laughs> into the back of their store and that's and you where you can sell the child back there yes. wow. absolutely wow. And, in- and until dollar general gets a hold of us pays us not to say that 
We're going to definitely oh, say I see. Dollar <laughs> General. That's it's called extortion. Not only do they sell movies, they sell children. Listen, oh. wanna, we're also going to find a kid. Dollars. For a dollar. Yeah, for a three dollars. dollars. For three dollars. <laughs> 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 movies for two, kids for three. <laughs> it's too late to change the name of the uh, I, can I, I'm gonna. Can I just jump in here and ask this other question kind of off your topic for a second? Yes. I, first of all, I, I tell you, everyone in the room and yes. everyone at home, I have a very long story I'm not going to tell oh. about... Uh, Go ahead. Lest you think we don't tape About near the Burbank Airport. Here's yes. A plane is coming over. Let's pretend you told the long story I'm not during that. Tell the long story. I just said I'm not going to tell it, but it's about Tex Ritter. Oh, I like Tex Ritter. Who is Josh Jason Ritter's grandfather? And gave you that guitar. That's the that's the story. I love the but guitar. But I'm not going to tell the story. Oh, I like that story. All right, but I just wanted to ask. I want to ask <laughs> Someone Pat poke Peach. Pat, wake him no, up. No, I want to ask you to jump to because I I, I I love that picture of you and Bobby De Niro. And I love that story uh, from Suicide Kings that you produced as well with with uh, Walken. Uh, w- out of these, out of the larger topper tierer, I made that up. Topper tierer stars. Uh, Top tier. Give it whatever. Give me. A, give us a story. <laughs> oh, right. a oh my story. God, pimping. Yeah, him. you know, like you know, something that you had a great time with, or a fun, st- you know, an antidote of of a time. That- anecdote. <laughs> Antidote is the opposite of the poison. Do you have an anecdote from a top tier star? (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, a guy once gave him penicillin and then some sort of snake relief bite. Oh man, I'm going to pack up and I'm a producer. (laughs) There, did we get time to think? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I I, I, tell you a story. It's well, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I mean, you've had you've brushed up against people. Like Stony Westmoreland. Not like me, but uh, but you've brushed up against people that, that we would all love to brush up against. And, and and how did that feel? Well, you know when I when I do it at work, it's totally different from from. No, of course. You know, uh, like I've I walked up to Kenny Loggins when he was recently touring with uh, Jim Messina, and he walks up and uh, I, I see him at the at a gas station. We both go into the to the store at the same time, and we're both getting ready to pay. He pays, and I, I see his ID and everything. I go, it's, it's Loggins. So he goes back outside, and I'm so excited. Hey, hey uh, Mr. Loggins, just want to tell you, you're one of my biggest fans. <laughs> you're one of my biggest fans. Yes, and I said, and I just really, I just, uh, I'm so, I, I didn't know what I'd said. That's and I was so just going awesome. On, and then I turned around and went, <laughs> and I, I, I realized that the reason he's walking away from me is I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, there, there's You're a problem. Loggins is a douche, but no. Kenny oh, no. no. Loggins handled that like any normal person <laughs> would. I, I, I went up to, uh, uh, I mean, my kids laugh at me because I, I just seem to, I act like it's no big deal and I'm not really that interested, but I went up to someone else in front of them and did the same Type of thing, and just just tripping uh, over your yeah. Tongue. I just can't. which is surprising to me, but I can't do it at work because it, well, I have I've got a framework. I, I'm not trying to chat them up. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got well, business with if them. people ask us because if I do if I do something, they say, oh yeah, give me a, a, an autograph. It's like no, I'm not. No, because that's weird. It's so a weird that, thing. That, so, and it's also you're not in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Your relationship is professional, and you're working and whatnot. Uh, so maybe that's not a great question to ask. Really, I was no, wondering. No, yeah, you kind of talked yourself into a corner. I mean, Walken. But the good news is, just stay with Walken, porn. That works for me. <laughs> good Apparently. lord. Loggins had a hell of an antidote to tell the guy. She's <laughs> <laughs> not fair. Uh, I, I'm from the <laughs> south. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. You know, I was staring at at a Greek restaurant, uh, and I'm having lunch with a friend, and there's this woman, and I, she's sitting near me, and I'm looking at her every now and then, and we're in Hollywood, and I'm and I'm having lunch with someone. I go, I, I know this woman. I think she knows me because she 
because we've been making eye contact, but I just can't remember how we know each other. Maybe it's a business thing. I don't know. Maybe she's an actress because she does look familiar. This goes on for an hour, and I finally, oh, this is so creepy. I get up, and I go <laughs> over and go, it's creepy how stupid I am. I, <laughs> I, I went up and said, you know, I, I've been looking at you a long time, and I think we know each other. She goes, I, I don't know. She goes, what do you do? I said, I'm a producer, but I, I don't think I've worked with you. She goes, yeah, no, I haven't worked with you. I go, I, I, she goes, I, I mean, my name is Linda Hamilton. I'm an actress. And oh. I went, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh. and then you back away. pedal, back pedal, yeah. back pedal. The woman. Back away. Yeah. I, I'm joking. I'm not him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm oh. someone else entirely. Oh. Uh, I, I felt but so, oh. Linda Hamilton so... is a sweetie, isn't she? Yeah, I just that hadn't well seen handled. her. I didn't see her a long time. I think that she... shows who she is. You're yeah. Lu- you're lucky she yeah. didn't. She, lucky, didn't she, she could have killed you. No, no, yeah. she wasn't. <laughs> squeeze you like no, a she, fucking nut. No, she's not that. She's not that. Anymore. She's just a, she's a felt in shape woman, but she doesn't look like she's going to. No. Didn't she look big in one of those? Uh, she looked like she could kill you. No, Bridget Nielsen, however, who I did work with. She's big. She's a big lady. Real tall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait. You're not the big guy. Was it? Is, do you like the? I mean, of course he likes the big ladies. There's more uh, lady. First of all, Why I like you? all lady. That's I, right. I, I understand. I like all lady. That's what I do. <laughs> I, I understand. Like I understand. All time. I Why get do you it. want chicken broccoli? <clears throat> yes. Oh, I want the broccoli. Hey, I want to talk about one last thing before uh, we got to wrap up uh, the interview segment of the old oh, showcast. Oh shoot, we didn't put together questions for other guests. Oh uh, well, ah, we do have, but I do want to talk about Twenty One and Over. Oh yes, because okay. that came out of the latest about a month ago. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the latest. Did some and jokes about it. Top of the old uh, Pat Peach IMDb uh, listed as uh, yeah, a producer for that film. Mm-hmm. Uh, now on DVD, came out in last year, January. No, no, like January, February, February. this year, February this year. Um, teen sex comedy, drinking comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kind of reflecting the old school days Not of uh, teen because oh no teen twenty year olds twenty because they were he was going to turn twenty one yeah in fact I want to say that that film correctly identified twenty year olds in that they tried to jam all the drinking they could do into the first night they could yes mm-hmm. Not, you know again just being short sighted you know yes the typical twenty year old because you can drink the whole your whole life. If they cram it into the one the night one when night they turn 21. That exactly. seems like that was the trailer where the one character always bounced off of things. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. this guy, Jeff, Jeff Chang. Chang. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you real quick. <laughs> Jeff Chang uh, is turning 21. He's got a medical exam the next day. His buddies take him out to get drink to get drunk, and then they, yeah, then they throw and him off And he bounces of off stuff. <laughs> that was a, yeah, it was a fun Hilarious movie to make. Things. Fun movie to make. Seattle? Is that where you shot that? Yeah. It was outrageous. The guys who wrote and directed The Hangover, I mean, wrote The Hangover, wrote and directed that movie. So and they're really funny guys. They're just was it was that their first directing? Yeah, uh, they never directed before, but they were also so prepared and so great. That's cool. They, they were great, and it was a fun set. We had Bruce from our AD from uh, oh, from Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Terrace. Yeah, I worked with him a cool. lot, a lot. He's he was really uh, he great. was our he did our movie. Yeah, that's but, good. good. But for Bruce him. came out. We, we brought Bruce out, and and they loved him. And Bruce is really funny. So and Tony, the other producer on it with me, he he's hilarious and. It was just a nonstop good time, and and the f- material was hilarious. There's but, one thing about that movie uh, that I thought was we we always make jokes. We watch the previews, and then we make jokes about them, and then maybe we'll go see the movie. But normally we just uh, rag on the preview. But the one thing about that is it looked like it had that party that movies used to have in the '80s. Remember that party that you always like the cool kid would have where it was out of hand and it was crazy. Those movie parties with Those the toilet paper parties. trees yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah, yeah. like four hundred people. Yeah. I, I've say, never been say to anything one of those. Yeah, yeah. Guy, guys with their underwear yeah. on their heads. I've never people had running those. around 
damn Weird thing. Science had one of those. Yeah. 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 Sixteen <laughs> candles. That party was in that movie. Yeah, well, but ours was in a multi-level. They went up several floors. Well, they had to drop that dude so it could bounce. Unbelievable. Yeah, they're back between Project X, which came out as well about a year ago in China, and that yeah, the the big. Uh, party movie is back for the teen and 20 something and 20 somethings yeah. so uh, check out that film uh, it is on DVD now for about a month as I said thanks again to uh, Pat wait, wait, P- hold on hold on hold on should we ask if there's something coming up oh should well, I check what if the there IMDb? isn't then should we That's edit a really good question I, I'm not trying to say I'm an I'm interviewer said, or anything I'm just saying I'm just you saying can saying check his IMDb page what if there was nothing what if there might not be and then Pat would be like but no but here's the thing I know about Pat Peach you know there's something coming up yeah I mean I play I play poker with Pat Peach I we hang out socially as little as possible, and I and so I would like to know what do you, what do you got what do you got in the hopper. He just wants to audition. That's no, all no, no, yes. no, 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 no. Stony already has an in. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm getting ready for a film called The Architect up in Seattle. That'll be that's a small ind- independent film by the guy Jonathan Parker who did um, Untitled with Adam Goldberg. Is that his name? The guy I from Numbers. That. Was it the, who's the kid on Numbers? The the guy on Numbers. Jamie? Is it Adam Goldberg? No, it's um... Adam something. <laughs> She's no, just like right with us. Gold fine, gold well, whatever. David, David, what's David his name? Krumholtz. Krumholtz yeah, okay, well, first of all, <laughs> that was awesome. How good and close to the name I was. You were very close. <laughs> yes, it's early, it's early in the this, process. Is this, somewhat of a, is this somewhat of a key to my generalization <laughs> of Jews? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> as soon as you get on the set up there in You'll Seattle, look for Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Just make sure she's there. Just know right away if There's, she's there. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing that movie. I, 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 and I'm doing some other things with the Relativity Media. So. I'm, the, there's a whole lot on uh, there. See, I, I would not I would not Very put Pat good. Peach in a position. Very good. Very I will say this: this man works more than I than anybody I know. Well, he does really everything on the movie. He's not well, afraid. He does. Yeah, he's not afraid he's of anything. Everything. Afraid yeah. of nothing. Afraid of nothing. Well, there you go. I am a producer. Okay, we will say goodbye. Uh, That wraps another movie showcast, everybody. Follow us on Twitter at TheMovieGuys, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheMovieGuys, as well as on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, Google+, LinkedIn, all that shit. Uh, thanks to Pat Peach. Pat Peach. Yay. Thank you, Pat. Thanks that to Stoney Westmoreland oh, for coming thank in you, and sitting Stoney. in thank the you. Uh, it was a pleasure being interview here with you, Pat part of the show. Uh, Jamie Clark Yelvington. Oh, Minding the soundboard during the production. Of course, Steve Schultz for his writing contributions oh, yeah. I, I, to the all show that every week. That was yes, an amazing shit. <laughs> Seriously. Schultzy, you rock. <laughs> Yeah. So wait a minute. What about Dave back at home? This guy. Oh yeah, Bob. Whatever, Bob. Dave. Bob. Way to go, Bob. Michael McDonald. Thank you, Michael McDonald. And Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. What is that song? I love. What is that Kenny Loggins song? I went to the. No, no, the Kenny Loggins. Celebrate me. No, no, no. The Kenny Loggins. I'm alright. No, no, no. The Kenny Loggins. What the fuck? We're naming all of them. Everybody cut People pump, come save me. No, no, no. Yeah. Just begun. I like that one. Which one am I thinking of? Danny's tune is what it's called. I love something. We got money. We, we, no. Even though we ain't got money, I'm so in love with you. And every day will bring a day of love. In the morning when I rise, bring a tear of joy to my eyes. Show me everything's gonna be alright. That's right. That's right, baby. That's the song. Oh, yeah. I'm just gonna